cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's, ain't no way you're going wrong, hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. All right, Broncos country, we're going to let this breathe for just a second. I'm getting green thumbs up. What's up, everybody? It's Luke Patterson from Mile High Insiders, and I know things are looking a little odd right now. I'm solo on the screen. Don't you worry. We will be getting a co-host in here really, really soon, but appreciate you, Broncos country, for joining me on Mile High Insiders on your Saturday night as the Broncos have officially started rookie minicamp. And yesterday I was in on the press conference with Vic Fangio and Pat Sertan and Javante Williams provided us with glorious amounts of content and then today we got to talk a little bit to Quinn Miners and Baron Browning so lots of players getting into UC Health Training Center but before we get going anywhere guys this is Mile High Insiders presented to you by Mile High Huddle please be sure to get on over to milehighhuddle.com where we have the best up to the minute news columns and reaction at MHI underscore football pod is on Twitter. That's where you can find our show, the Mile High Insiders. And then if you're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle, become a supporter. Give us all the support we can get. Comment, like, subscribe, get those little thumbs up. And if you guys want to really get on the action, subscribe, like, and share. And if you want to get a fancy MHI hat, uh, MHH Gator, building the Broncos gear, Dove Valley Deep Divers, you can do that, Broncos country. It's real easy. All you got to do is go to huddleuppod.com, get your swag on, and get whatever merch that's going to fit your Broncos country lifestyle. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographical location. It is a state of being. And when you get that gear, guys, be sure to share it on Twitter and get at me at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. My guy John is on the back at Buana Beast at John K M H H actually. So Buana Beast at John K M H H. There he is. Get in with John on all the Broncos country conversation as well. He's in, as plugged in to the pulse of the fan base in Broncos country as anybody else. So- Attention, Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. 
Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers. Let's get things going here. I want to open it up. Ernie Mays, I see you, buddy. Peter Middleton, thank you for joining us. Uh, Jesse Hanna, thank you. Jason O'Neill. Ernie, you're always in the house, buddy. I appreciate your support so much. And Rivera, and you've been rocking with MHI and MHH for a little bit now. I see you, and I thank you for your support. Jason O'Neill, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? Fantastic, Jason. You know why? Because football is back. I don't care if it's glorified stretching at the Broncos rookie minicamp. This is something that I am going to take because we're getting cleats back on the grass. You got David Glassman coming in here from Facebook. Luke, did I hear your voice during the Broncos presser this afternoon? You did, Dave. I got to ask a question to Baron Browning, something we'll get into a little bit later in the show. So everyone likes to tease Definitely got my hand in there, but please know Mile High Huddle is always represented. I'm usually in those press conferences uh, every day via Zoom um, and always trying to cover Mile High Huddle's basis. So I appreciate that. Swink McLeod, I see you. Jay and Stu McPeak starting the show off with a very generous super chat, a 1999 super. Thank you, Stu, and I hope all is well. Stu's excited for some football. Me too, Stu. And that was one of the first things that Quinn Miners spoke about today. Uh, Quinn Miners, of course, the new favorite offensive lineman for the Broncos. And Peter Middleton is in the house. Wicked, wicked royalty. I see ya. And then Muhammad Badri, our guy, is always in the house here at Mile High Huddle. The smooth killer is in the house. Mo with a $5 generous super chat donation. I appreciate you so much, brother. Mile High Huddle's male model. Uh, so when you guys are looking at Muhammad's picture like that, you can see he's got that huddle up mile high huddle uh, hoodie on. I actually wear that hoodie almost every single day. So be sure to get your swag on at the huddleuppod.com and then share it just like Muhammad Badri does, just like we all do. I see everybody with so much gear all over the world representing the mile high huddle brand. And that is so special to us. It's special to Chad. It's special to Nick. It's special to everybody. Special to John as this team gets things going. And Chase Wilner, Luke, I see you. What's up, Chase? Thank you so much for uh, for joining me here on your Saturday night. Um, Miller 707 champ, Reginald Wilson. I see you guys. Michael Williams, hey, buddy. How you doing? This is Mile High Insider. So let's get into it. Um, one of the biggest things, at least for me, in terms of takeaways from the press conference, we heard from Pastor Tan yesterday and Javante Williams. But before we started hearing from the players, we heard from the coach. Right. Head coach Vic Fangio. Um, this is a coach that I have not minced words about, uh, whether it be critical over his timeouts, his utilization, his lack of interest with the offense. But all attention yesterday really came down to the quarterbacks. Right. And what Vic Fangio 
um, thinks of Drew Locke, what he thinks of Teddy Bridgewater, and how he ultimately wants to address that. And Coach was asked, you know, um, if Drew Locke is the first team incumbent, was going to get the first team reps. And he said that's going to be day by day. It's totally 50-50. Maybe I'll flip a coin to see who takes the absolute first rep. Um, so a little bit of tongue in cheek, some humor from the hardened battle worn Vic Fangio, the evil genius, sometimes a little grouchy. Um, don't get after him people. Obviously I don't think he's going to flip a coin, but I think it shows just what they think of drew Locke. George Payton has been emphatic about saying that he likes drew Locke. I find that to be true. I believe that he likes drew Locke. I just don't think that he loves him. Same could be said for Teddy Bridgewater. So when you're hearing about this 50-50 competition, I truly think it is. And Big E Bronco saying, what's up, Broncos country? I see you. Appreciate you so much. Let us know where you guys are from in the chat as well, because I know Broncos country is all over the world. And uh, George, my buddy, what's up, George? Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining my insiders, uh, the solo MHI insider on this Saturday night as I'm always rocking and backed with my my producer, John, the wannabeast in the back, Peter Middleton, 3 a.m. Broncos time. Peter watching from across the pond, I believe. Peter, get at, get at me and let us know where you're watching from, buddy, because I appreciate your support. 3 a.m. isn't nothing when it's time for football, and it is time for football here in Broncos country. So let's get things going. Jess C with a very generous 199 super chat donation. Appreciate your support. Let's go. Is it September yet? Go Broncos. And speaking of September, of course, the schedule, right? The schedule came out. Broncos country, I feel your anger. I'm there myself. Uh, the Broncos have been not only disrespected, but they've been slapped around by the NFL for a long time. Mike Woodward, Broncos country's out there in Oakland. Uh, Andy, Oklahoma. I absolutely love it. Uh, let me know where you're from because I definitely want to rep you. Dave with Wichita, Kansas. I love it. Broncos country. I love it. Keep it flowing. Mike Givens. Good evening from North Carolina. I'm sure you're pumped about Javante Williams at running back. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but no, as, as Broncos country is slighted over the only primetime game, a Thursday night football game in Cleveland against the Browns, an AFC North divisional team that has become a, a playoff contender. Now, I'm not willing to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders like Max Kelberman is or anything like that, uh, but it's just one of those things where um, they're a good team. The Browns are officially more relevant than the Broncos. That's where we are with things, and – if Aaron Rodgers comes here, do, do things change? You bet they change. Those Monday night games are able to be flexed. So keep an eye on that. Um, I hear you. I'm upset too. I, I want the Broncos on Sunday night football, Monday night football. That's very, very important. And those are games that we celebrate all weekend long, right? I mean, it's a tough, long Sunday to get to Sunday night or Monday night. But we're willing to get there, and I hope that Broncos country can get back there as well to prime time. Alex coming in there from New York. Gabriel is Indiana in the house. I absolutely love it. Broncos country is all over the place, and Ernie Mays is living in San Diego, California, born in Pueblo. And without further ado, he needs no introduction. You know him. You love him. 
co-host of Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall on Tuesday nights, Broncos Country. Say what's up to my boy, Carl. Hey, hey, sorry I'm so late. I I looked at my clock completely wrong. For some reason, I saw 6 o'clock when I said 7, and I was at a graduation giving sage advice to a graduating senior. Of course, you know, Ooh. that's all I do. Ooh. Uh, you know, tell them, make sure you change your underwear every single day, that kind of thing. <laughs> Those, Jason, those Jason yeah. O'Neill's happy to see you, man. He's like, yeah, that's good. Look, change, change the underwear. That's, you know, I was going to ask you too. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put you on the spot because you were late. Uh, what was this advice and changing your underwear? I didn't think you were going to go changing your underwear, but you know what? Solid advice. Nonetheless, man, <laughs> you know, yeah, those college kids, sometimes they forget the most important things. You know, mom's not there to tell them, Hey, new clothes, uh, Always had a grandma that said, make sure that you wear underwear that if you were in a car wreck and somebody had to, you know, pull you out of a car and your pants somehow burned off, make sure the underwear is still good kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the advice that I like to give every senior. I love it, man. I'm going to remember that now. I think I want to like tell my daughter that, too. Like, remember, <laughs> man, on your worst day, make sure your underwears are at their best. And, Carl, what we were talking about, speaking of at your best, how do the Broncos get back to being their best they get slided with the schedule release right they get the mandatory or minimum thursday night football game against the browns well now there's rookie mini camp you've got coach fangio talking about how much he loves practice yesterday and i liked his metaphor about the airplanes carl i know a lot of people on twitter have gotten after him and what i'm referring to is uh yesterday during broncos rookie mini camp During the press conference, Coach Fangio said as he was walking out, he saw uh, a bunch of jets from the Air Force, presumably in um, like advanced sequence formations and stuff like that. And he was basically equating the work that they do and how much practice it must take and how much trust it must take to pull off a successful operation like that. And I liked it. Now, I'm not saying he went full Vance Joseph or anything like that, Carl, but we got to get to work and the work starts here with rookie mini camp. Right. Yeah. Uh, the games are just the, the icing on the cake. It's all the work that you do before that, that prepares you for the game. I mean, you can tell the teams that didn't work hard in the off season. You, you got the players who come in overweight. They're like that. They didn't take the off season all that serious. Then you got those other guys that you're just like, Oh my gosh, they spent the entire off season, like sculpting themselves into a Greek God kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it is, it's those, those people you're sitting there saying, those are the guys I want on my team. And for any coach out there, you love those guys that love practice. Peyton Manning talked about it all the time. He loved practice. He said, I'm going to quit the game when I stop loving practice. And unfortunately his arm gave, gave out before he lo- stopped loving practice. But, uh, but before <laughs> that, you know, again, those are the guys when you hear about them, Tom Brady, I mean, film junkie guy that just put in tons and tons of work off the field uh, th- that's what makes you great. This is what separates those those great athletes from great football players. Great football players, something that the Broncos have not had a lot of and something that they need to get back to. And it starts with these rookies, man. How many great players can they mold from this rookie crop of uh, not only drafted, but undrafted as well? Time will tell, man. But uh, we got to hear from Pastor Tan a little bit yesterday. We got to hear from Javante Williams uh, today we heard from Quinn Miners and Baron Browning, players that Broncos are very high on. Um, Pastor Tan was asked a really tough question, Carl, and I love the question. I'm not sure if it was from Arnie or Jeff Legwald, uh, but the question came up about 
labor union um, disgruntled relationships, if you will. And he was asked because he was a premium draft pick if he had been contacted regarding sitting out OTAs. Now, uh, I love Pastor Tan's answer. He he went full. I don't have a reputation. I need to know the playbook. Regardless of anything that was going on, I was going to come in. What do you make of Pat Sertan sticking to his guns as not only a rookie, but leading this rookie class as the first rounder saying, hey, we're going to be in rookie minicamp. And then after that, we're going to OTAs as well. It's time to work. I like the leadership from the first rounder. Yeah, that's what you love to hear. I mean, he definitely said all the right things in that moment. Uh, Everything that a fan wants to hear. Because, I mean, when some of the players were talking about that they were going to sit out some of these these OTAs and stuff like that, of course, fan up, you know, upheaval of, hey, you guys haven't won anything for these last five years. You have no yeah. right to sit out some of these games or sit, sit out some of these practices and those kind of things. Um, you know, th- this is always the hard part for players. You got one group telling you one thing, you know, your leadership telling you, hey, this is what we should be doing. But you know, the fans aren't going to be happy about it. So it just, it's kind of a no win situation for them. And I hate that for the players. Uh, I'm, I'm a big players advocate. I hate that the rules that are written right now for some of the things that have happened for the Broncos. Uh, but Sertan yeah. saying those kind of things, that was great. That, that really was. Um, and, and I think it kind of set a tone of, Hey, th- there was a lot of people who were upset about him being the first round pick. I think after that interview, some people have really started coming around on this kid going, okay, we haven't heard somebody talk like that in a while that just really got out there and just said, this is my team. This is my, uh, you know, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to, to prove to people that I'm going to be great at what I do. And, uh, and for the rest of the rookies, you know, I, I think this is going to be a great rookie class working together. I think that's something that is kind of underrated when you have a rookie class that can bond and you got a yeah. lot of leaders who are going to bond together through this time. Uh, they kind of push each other in those kind of things. And so when you got Sertan setting the tone of, hey, this is my level. Now, Baron Browning, go raise it up another level. Go raise it up another, you know. And and uh, so I, I am. I'm very excited about what he had to say. And uh, and I think they're making the right decision being there and getting in these extra reps with the coaches. I mean, the, the, it can't hurt, right? No, not at all. Jason agrees with you. Jason O'Neill coming in with that statement by Sertan is exactly what a young motivated player should say. And um, don't beat us up because we're stating the obvious. A rookie needs to be at rookie minicamp. We get it. But it's the manner in which he's representing not only himself, but this rookie class as well. That's what Broncos country is truly noticing. He was asked about Justin Fields yesterday as well. And he's like, look, I've heard about it, you know, but I really don't care. He's Pastor Tan is not going to be comparing himself to Justin Fields. We will. In the media, we will as fans. It's a draft pick. It's, it's uh, you know, it's just analysis. It's what we do. It's it's Josh Allen. We're still talking about that. We could still be talking about Justin Fields. But head coach Vic Fangio was also asked about how many players he expects to have at the f- facility next week for OTAs as rookie minicamp starts to wind down. And he said, quote, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I really don't know. We put a lot of thought into the schedule that we've come up with. It came through many additions. I like the schedule that we have. And I think that we've heard everybody's side of the story, players, coaches, and management. I don't know how many will be here. Hopefully we'll have a good number. It's voluntary camp. So whoever decides to come will be happy about. So voluntary OTAs, they're voluntary, but they're, you know, are they mandatory? That's a debate that 
we'll have on social media that we'll have amongst each other. But Quinn Miners was asked a question today, and I, it was a bizarre question, but it's a relevant question, Carl, because he was asked about one Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, of course, suffered a gruesome season-ending injury um, that prohibited a trade going through, and that injury ultimately happened away from the facility, very similar to Jawan James, but a different circumstance. And Quinn Miners basically was like, uh, you know, I, don't, I can't really speak to that. I, you know, and I'm thinking, he doesn't know these players. He's trying to assert himself into this room, but Carl, to see Quinn Miner's face light up to talk about being back on the football field. He said, look, man, I haven't been back since Mobile, since I saw him at the Senior Bowl. Quinn Miner's, what do you make of the young man? I know you've seen the pictures of the belly out. He was letting the belly breathe as he speaks today on the press conference. He said, I got to let it breathe. I was getting too hot, getting too sweaty, trying to get used to this altitude. Uh, Quinn Miner's and Coach Munchak, what do you make of the pair initial impressions in rookie minicamp? Well, you got to love it. I mean, uh, Munchak, greatest offensive line coach in the NFL right now. After uh, Scar retired from the, the Patriots, it was, was kind of neck and neck of who was the best there. But a coach is only as good as a player is allowed or uh, allows them to coach them. So we saw with Garrett Bowles. I mean, that kid allowed the coach to coach him. Yeah. And it, it he turned into a an all-pro kind of caliber kind of player, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he can be looking forward. But looking at Quinn Miners, he's one of those guys. He has that mentality to be great. He has that mentality to want to go work his tail off. So didn't have a season this last year. His, his team canceled the season. So yeah. what do they do? What does he do? He goes and works with one of the best offensive-minded people out there that's not in the NFL, and Duke Miniweather. Like one of the best decisions any offensive line player could make. Uh, Slater, he made the same decision once the season ended to go and, and work with, with Duke Miniweather. Love the guy. One of the best offensive, or like I said, offensive line minds out there. And so making that kind of decision, showing up there at the senior bowl, showing, hey, this is what happened when I got coached. I went from an undrafted player to third round pick. And, uh, and so I just expect him to continue to climb further and further up when I'm looking at some of the players in front of him, like Lloyd Cushenberry, even yeah. Dalton Reisner. I mean, he didn't have the greatest season last year. Uh, Glasgow was injured last year. So you at least have a guy there that you can put in any of those positions and say, I feel pretty darn good about that decision. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. Of exceptional health care for kids of helping families like mine and yours 150 years stronger with your help please give today visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years that's childrensnational.org slash 150 years Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact no commitment no problem ain't no place like a cowboy place ain't no time like a cowboy time ain't no way like the cowboy way have a cowboy kind of day yeah 
Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's in the wheel going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Well, and that's what he said today, Carl. He said, quote, it's always a privilege to get back on the field. I'm focused on learning the playbook. It's crucial. I'm trying to learn it from guard and center. Now, the the question, I think, was asked straight up. Are you coming for the starting position? Is that your goal? Is that your expectation? And I love it when you get those bold, bold questions. But, Carl, you hardly ever get the bold, bold answers. And uh, Quinn Miners, obviously a very confident young guy, but not arrogant, very humbled and happy to be here and ready to work. And he basically said, look, I'm trying to learn this playbook, not only as a center, but as a guard. I need to be able to know all of the internal offensive line positions. And that's something that's very, very important. And speaking of importance, JJ coming in here with the $5 super. Appreciate you so much. Go Broncos. Thank you for the support. Carl and I appreciate it. John appreciates it. And the Mile High Huddle community, it allows us to do what we do. But Carl, uh, I love the answer. I, I, But at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, this is a competitive young guy. Now, a question I had for Vic Fangio, and I didn't get to ask it, was we talk about offensive line versatility all the time. We talk about it with Dalton Reisner. We talk about it with Graham Glasgow. And now we're talking about it with Quinn Miners. We never talk about it with Lloyd Cushenberry. Do you think Lloyd Cushenberry needs to figure out the guard position as well as the center position? It's not only get in the weight room and try to hang on to this center position. If you've got guys that can play multiple positions, and I can think of at least three right now in that interior offensive line, Lloyd Cushenberry, man, you might be the odd man looking out if you can't be versatile yourself. Well, I mean, in the NFL today, especially on the offensive line, Versatility is the name of the game. If you are not an all-star at the position, you better be versatile. Like that's what the NFL is looking for. You can't just be one position or the other. It's kind of like last last year with uh, um oh shoot, why am I spacing his name? Offensive tackle last year that had to come in late in the year. Demar Dotson. Um no, no. It, it was uh the other one, Cam- uh, not Campbell. Uh, anyway, I, I'm just spacing, but anyway, he played better left tackle than he did right tackle. And so he had a great game of left tackle, but if he can't learn to be versatile and be that swing tackle, he's not Calvin Anderson. There you go. Thank Calvin you, guys. Anderson. Thank you in the chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. He was, he was starting left tackle in that Carolina Panthers game. Right. And, now and he, did, everybody, he did good. Right. But that right tackle, if you watched him at play that position, he was terrible. He was probably the worst right tackle the Broncos had uh, on the roster. And so if he really wants to make this roster this year, he needs to prove to the coaches he can play both sides. I don't see him winning a starting role especially after the guys that they just brought in for, you know, Massey and um, Pope. And um, I'm trying to, yeah, they, they just brought in a lot of guys. The chances of him actually winning that starting job are slim. So he's got to prove he's versatile. The interior guys, again, I mean, it, it's a pretty deep position right now. When you got Moody from last year, he's looking to try to steal somebody's starting position. Yeah. Reisner, again, he's got to prove that he's going to be a starter this year. And so Cushenberry, he's the one that probably – this is the biggest threat to his job. And uh, Miners played guard in college, but he worked out at the senior bowl at the center position. So you you see that he's trying to show teams, I can do this. He's trying to show the Broncos, I can play center and be a great player for you. And Fleming's the other guy, yes. Thank you, Chad. I, you know how terrible I am with names. Thank you, Chad. 
Well, we've got a million right tackles. I mean, Jesus, it's hard. Like the other day, we just had what two, maybe one after one went down, and now the Broncos have a positional battle at right tackle. I think that's going to be something that we got to watch. But I'm seeing a lot of running back love on the comment section here from Broncos Country, and I gotta gotta talk about our new guy, Javante Williams. I'm really really impressed with this young man as well, Carl. Just in his interviews, uh, this is his second interview I've been in on with him and i think he is very confident i think he's hungry this is a smart cat this guy is he thinks about what he wants to say and how he wants to deliver his message and one thing that he said yesterday that i really really liked and our good friend uh romy bean asked him a little bit about his shimminess if you will and shiftiness not only running folks over and he said i'm not always going to try and run people over sometimes i'll try and make a miss uh carl maybe maybe once out of every 10 runs but i think the broncos are getting a throwback denver broncos running back in javante williams i absolutely love this kid he also talked a little bit this is the line that got me i mean hook line and sinker i am a javante williams fan i'm a sucker this is what he said carl um he said he's got something to prove to Broncos country, to the team. He said, Denver traded up to pick me in the second round, and I feel like I need to return the favor. Carl, does Melvin Gordon have to worry about his starting running back job? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think the second you drafted him, you knew at least this would be a two-headed monster, kind of like they had last year with Philip Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon splitting carries a little bit. Uh, Gordon Moore, the starter, obviously, with with Philip Lindsay being injured for most of the season. But, uh, I mean, this is a direct shot at Melvin Gordon that, hey, you did all right for us last year. And he closed out the season looking like one of the top 10 running backs in football. But otherwise, they're sitting there saying, hey, this is a position you can be replaced. And when we trade up for a guy in the second round, we're saying we expect this guy to be a starter sooner than later. And so early in the season, I do expect Melvin Gordon to get more carries. By end of the season, it would not surprise me if Javante Williams is getting the uh, the bulk of the carries for the team. And and he, he should deserve it. I mean, he's a great running back. I love watching his games. He has me at least too. two or three carries a game that you're just like, how in the world did he turn that into something positive? He'll get hit in the backfield on a third and one play. And somehow it turns into like a 15-yard run. And you're going, that that's what you need. A running back that can actually make something happen out of nothing. You know, the offensive line mm. can get you so far, but when you have a running back that can actually do something like that, it, it just uh, it just is great. And I want to get to this question here by Chase Weldner. I've Let's heard Williams is iffy in the pass game. Is that true? No. You're, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. You're going to see some drops on film. You're going to see it. It's that they're there, but he is a three down back folks uh i love this cat carl i'm through the moon he can pass block he can run he can catch i like his route running a lot i actually think it's a little uh, underutilized and a big part of his game i look forward to see how it transitions into this spread offense but uh if he in the past game you say no why not well so the, there's some pass plays where he's going out as a receiver like you said his route running is great and he's made some pretty tough catches He'll have a few drops here and there as any running back will, because they're not, if they were, if they had great hands, they'd be wide receivers because they'll make more money at that position than they will running back. <laughs> but, right. uh, but especially in the past blocking, this guy has a mentality mm. of, I want to destroy the guy across that's coming across towards me. I mean, he has some pancake blocks as a running back. 
you, you don't see that very often. It's more like, hey, I just got to try to get in your way and hold you up for a second. No, he's actually taking it serious of this is part of my main job to to go out there and destroy somebody. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I love him as a pass blocker. And and the nice thing is he's he's one of those players that you don't know what they're going to do when he's on the field. Are they going to run? Are they going to pass? Is he going to stay in for pass blocking? Is he going to go out for a route? He can do it all. Uh, yeah. Melvin Gordon can do it all as well. And so it's just really nice that you got that one-two punch that no matter which one's on the field, teams are going to be guessing going, what in the world's going on? You mean he doesn't give it away? He doesn't mean like like Philip Lindsay in the game when you know yeah. it's going to be a run? Um, right. Uh, it's yeah, it's crazy. I absolutely love him. And that's a former linebacker, Carl, a former linebacker wanting to just kill other linebackers and defensive linemen. Something to prove. I love this cat, but I got to get to Richie Rich and give Rich a happy belated birthday. It was his birthday a few days ago. So happy birthday. A good friend of the show, MHRT, one of those cats hanging around. He's saying, Luke, Carl, happy Saturday. Carl, are there any rookies that we have seen or that we have heard from who we think will get cut just based on competition? So, Carl, I'm trying to rack my mind real quick, and the first thing I think of is undrafted free agents, right? Those are the ones that have to make this team. Uh, those are the ones that have the biggest hill to climb. I also think about other undrafted free agents from last year. I'm looking at Levante Bellamy, who was the highest paid undrafted free agent. I think he's going to definitely take a step up this year. Who do you um, project? It's way too early to tell with obviously day two rookie minicamp, but who do you project as uh, a guy who's got a real, real climb to make this team as a rookie in this draft class? Well, I'm trying to think of just the, the drafted players that are going to struggle. I think Jonathan Cooper could go on IR to start the season. He's hard. He, yeah. For the heart. Uh, that, that's not really not making the team, but it's also where they're sitting there saying, maybe you're not ready. year one. We're, we're more preparing for you for year two through four. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's not really on him per se. Again, he's got the heart issue and just being a seventh round pick. That's going to be tough, but maybe I'm trying to think of a player that just, just a room that's going to be full is maybe Seth Williams. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. I, I I mean, you've got, uh, and I'm spacing on the young man's name, the wide receiver that came out and just balled out of control last year towards the end. Rookie. Tyree Flo- Cleveland. Oh, man. This kid, that kid is special. And I got to get used to saying that name more, Carl, because I'm not sleeping on that kid this year. Yeah. Yeah. He he showed something last year, and, and he's got that deep ability threat. I And he's going to be special teams player as well. So it's going to be tough to beat him. I, I just... Uh, I think right now, again, that that wide receiver room is so full. It's why a lot of people, when we're talking about trades for Aaron Rodgers, a lot of times a wide receiver is attached to that. Partly because the Packers need a wide receiver, but also because the Broncos have maybe one or two that they could spare and still be really good in that room. And uh, so... And and speaking of wide receiver, John's John's in my ear here, and here's a, a... name that Broncos country might be familiar with a little bit. Warren Jackson, undrafted free agent wide receiver from CSU uh, for the Rams. He's six foot six, 219 pounds. Uh, he gave got a prospect grade on NFL.com of a 5.59. Um, yeah, that wide receiver room, you said it's full, um, not only of bodies, but of amazing talent. Uh, yeah, this kid, he's got, he's got a, a huge hill. If you're a wide receiver, if you're a tight end, 
Um, you know, those rooms are really, really tough to break through. Special teams is ultimately going to be where you have to do it. But to your point, Carl, uh, things change all the time. If you're looking at an Aaron Rodgers trade, uh, I think you got to say goodbye to at least one of your wide receivers. I would hope it's Tim Patrick, but it's more likely than not going to have to either be a Jerry Judy or a Cortland Sutton, leaving at least one, maybe even two uh, spots in the wide receiver room open. So it's a good question, Rich. Happy belated birthday, buddy. And we roll on here on MHI on your Saturday night. He's Carl. I'm Luke. John on the ones and twos. We appreciate everybody for being here. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. Of exceptional health care for kids. Of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. Ain't no place like a cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's, ain't no way you're going wrong, DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. And speaking of being here, look at this guy coming in. A good friend of mine, good friend of the show, good friend of yours as well. Mike Mundungus Creevy with a 499 Super. Another one of those MHRT cats that we just can't seem to get away from and we love very, very dearly. And he's saying, you know what hurts my head, Carl? When people say that Drew Locke is absolutely better than Teddy Bridgewater because the Broncos beat the Panthers in 2020. I love it, Mike, because you're steering the question to the biggest elephant in the room, which is quarterback. Coach Fangio is saying he might have to flip a coin over this 50-50 competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Carl, give it to me straight. What do you expect this competition to be? Was Teddy brought here as competition? Is he brought here to inspire Drew Locke? Was he brought here to tutor Drew Locke? Or was he brought here to replace Drew Locke? Because it's hard to get a good read on what Teddy Bridgewater has actually been brought to Denver to do. Well, let, let me give a little behind the scenes look for a lot of people out there. Uh, front offices and and especially coaching staffs, they operate more from a place of fear than a place of, of faith kind of thing. Uh, they are afraid of losing their job. So sometimes they will make decisions based on what will help me keep my job. And possibly having a Teddy Bridgewater kind of player on your team maybe helps you keep your job because the Broncos have a good chance to have a top five defense. They can have a top 10 rushing unit with this offensive line and these two running backs. And so sometimes you, you maybe just need a quarterback that's going to do just enough and is not going to cost you games. 
Teddy Bridgewater is that kind of quarterback. I mean, look at the Saints once Drew Brees went down. They still kept things going pretty darn well because Teddy Bridgewater did just enough. And if Drew Locke is sitting there throwing interceptions during training camp and the coaches are going, we can't do this. We can't put our defense in this kind of situation because they're looking at last year. They lost a lot of games big time because they just kept turning the ball over. And when you put yourself behind the eight ball in that way, it just doesn't work well. And so right now, I mean, really, these two quarterbacks are opposite. Teddy Bridgewater is safe as can be, won't take the big time chances, but won't get you the big place. Drew Locke, opposite. He will try to fit a ball into a place that he never should have in triple coverage. Sometimes it works great, and he has a four-touchdown game like he did against the Panthers. And you're going, whoa, look at this kid. He's a star. And the next game, he's throwing like three or four interceptions. And uh, so, again, you're just you're trying to figure out where this coaching staff wants to go. And if they think, hey, this is going to be a great defense, I think Teddy Bridgewater wins that coin flip. If they think we need a quarterback that can go help us win some games, it's going to be Drew Locke. Okay, it's day one. I'm Vic Fangio, and you're Vic Fangio, and let's let's pretend. All right, we gotta we gotta roll out offense. Who's gonna be that starting quarterback for me? If I'm Vic Fangio, it's got to be Drew Locke because he was the incumbent last year, because he's been the guy in house working out, because he hasn't gotten in trouble this offseason. He's kept his composure, Carl, through a lot through an absolute storm of criticism that I give him. I'm often described as the Drew Locke hater president and uh, active member on social media of that. But I want to see Drew do well, man. I really do. It would be good for the Broncos. But I think if you're Vic Fangio, uh, you've got to roll out this this quarterback that's been working there. Um, Teddy just got into town, so we will have to see. And speaking of we'll have to see, Big E Bronco is always watching us, always keeping an eye on the Broncos. Appreciate you so much. And he's saying Teddy Bridgewater is not a safe quarterback. Interceptions to hit the second most last year. Um, yeah, so here's the thing, man. That offense was rough. And Teddy talked about that a little bit this week, right? Uh, talked about not practicing two-minute drill. Talked about uh, practicing a lot on walkthroughs. Carl, I was not impressed with Matt Rule during the Senior Bowl, at least the way he ran practice. I thought so much time was wasted, so much time was put on special teams. And just to peek behind the curtain, like Carl gave you earlier, I'll give you one. Uh, special teams is usually the period where I'm tweeting. It's usually the period where I'm like jotting down notes and trying to catch up and get everything done, and everybody's doing it. It's no disrespect to the special teams players, but you're there to do work. And I just, Matt Rule, the yelling, the screaming, the way he runs practice, I'm not so sure it fit with Teddy Bridgewater. But when it comes down to Teddy, Carl, I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap because he's not that sexy name that's going to come in and win games. He's not loud. He's not in your face. He's very humble. He rides his bicycle, at least he did in Carolina, to work every day and stuff like that. So Denver, get ready. I know you're a bicycle city. Uh, But I like Teddy Bridgewater's leadership a lot. I think he can do really well with Pat Shermer's offense. He might be the only one, Carl, (laughs) that can actually fit into Pat Shermer's offense because I've racked my brain. I've challenged Nick. Give me a quarterback that fits in Pat Shermer's offense because as much hell as I give Drew Locke, it's not always on Drew. A lot of it's on Pat. Yeah, it it is a unique offense, and it's – pretty much it's very old school in its nature of a lot of the short passes that West coast style, a few deep shots over the top. I mean, he did a lot more Daniel Jones of the deep shots than he ever did with, uh, with Minnesota, 
but he is required. He is relying on his quarterbacks to pretty much play his system. Perfect. Find the open wide receiver, give them that yards after catch chance. And if they can't do that, then they're going to fail. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he is one of those guys. When you put him in a system and say, operate within my system, he's one of those smart guys that can do that. That's part of the reason that Drew Locke and, and Pat Shermer were not a great pair because Drew Locke's not a, a, a timing kind of quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a, he wants to do his own thing. He's got his own little swag. Yeah, he does. Even though he's not great at it. I mean, last year he was the worst quarterback when, uh, when under pressure. And a lot of times he put pressure on himself because he'd hold on to the ball too long. And I think he had a quarterback rating like 27 when he was under pressure. Isn't is that re- isn't that fascinating to you, considering he was also one of the least sacked quarterbacks also? Usually those stats don't correlate, Carl. And yeah. it's just, it's bizarre because to your point, he's more of a let's go do it in the schoolyard dirt and improvise. And it works. I like that style of play, but yeah. you can't rely on it for every right. play. Right, yeah, you have to at least be willing to operate within the system. John came up with a good name. Derek Carr is another guy that can do great within a Ooh, system. Uh, nice, John. John, that's why he. That's why I'm always surprised that John Gruden's wanting to replace him because John Gruden always wants quarterbacks to do exactly what he says. And uh, and so I don't know why he'd want to be getting rid of Derek Carr because he's like the biggest yes sir, no sir, you know, yeah. like just that Mister Polite kind of thing. Uh, I I actually like Derek Carr. I hate saying that because he's a Raider, but do you like him? he. I do. He's a goofball. Like he's just kind of, I don't know, just that clean cut. He's a slappy. I think he's a slappy. No, here's the thing I'll say about he's a slappy because he's a Raider. That's why I say that. I don't have anything personally against Carr. I think he, I think he gets a bad rap too, if I'm being honest. And I don't like talking about that either because I don't want to give any Raider a compliment. But um, Derek Carr stays true to who he is and his not only his personality, but I think as a man, I really respect that his faith is so important to him and he doesn't give a gee whiz what you think about that. And I want that in my quarterback. You know, Carl, a lot of people say Aaron Rodgers is a whiner. He's a baby. He's arrogant. That's okay. I want that in my quarterback. I want my quarterback to know who he is. I don't know who Drew Locke is. I know Drew Locke's a nice guy. I know that he's tough. And I know that he cares, but I don't know who his identity is as the quarterback of this team. I can definitively say it's not the leader. Sometimes it's the cheerleader. Sometimes it's the jester, right? Where you're having fun and you're, you're rapping with the boys and everybody loves you. And you're that locker room guy, but wins wins matter in the NFL. Drew Locke, he needs to start winning now. Otherwise he's going to lose his job to Teddy. Players will support jerks. If the jerks are helping them win games. And they'll support nice guys as long as you're helping them win games. If you're not helping them win games and you're not helping them get paid, they're going to eventually turn on you. Not maybe to the public, yeah. but privately, they're going to start turning on you quite a bit there. And, uh, you know, we saw that 2016 with the Broncos, like 2015, the defense and the offense were united, even though the offense was not great. Like they had Peyton Manning. So then the defense is like, we can't say anything bad because it's Peyton Manning, uh, even though they, they kind of stink. 2016, you got Trevor Simeon at the helm, and they're kind of going, we don't care. Like, this is Trevor Simeon. You guys start playing better. It's not our fault that we're losing games. And you start seeing some of those things begin to unravel, and it's one of those where you love Aqib Tlaib and all of his attitude when you're winning. When you start losing, that guy becomes a problem in the locker room. Yes, And uh, and it just began to to become a problem there. And I think you're starting to see some of that again this year where – Drew Locke, hey, it's fun that you dance and it's fun that we get to have some fun and all that kind of stuff. 
but we need you to start winning games. Cortland Sutton's probably sitting there saying, dude, I want to get paid. I got to go have a thousand yard season. And some of these other guys on the offensive staff, I mean, Noah Fant, he's going to be coming up for his fifth year option. I want to get paid. And so I, I think some of those guys, if, if Drew Locke doesn't tear it up early on, they're going to be sitting there saying, get Teddy in here. At least we know what Teddy is. Yeah, and what Teddy is is a great teammate. We know that. Uh, that's been echoed throughout the league, really from his injury. Since his injury, Carl, he's helped other players rehab. He settled into a secondary backup, sometimes even third string role at times. Um, Teddy's comfortable in his own skin, and I like that. And he's a great teammate. Absolutely love it. Jay's coming in with a quick comment. Teddy's uh, Teddy's good coming off the bench, it looks like. I lost that one. Uh, Teddy's a good coming off the bench guy. Hopefully that doesn't happen too often. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. But teammates, good teammates and good men, that's something that the Broncos need more of. And Carl actually got to talk to Baron Browning today and ask Baron Browning a little bit about how he makes an impression on this defense this team this defense is uh full of some pro bowlers some decorated athletes some decorated nfl players heck even uh super bowl champions still floating around there on that roster and one von miller and he told me quote i think just being a young guy who's eager to learn finding the right veter veterans to be around just soak up all the knowledge that i can just to be a sponge showing that i'm a team player carl he said this and this absolutely got me with Baron Browning, not that he had to get me anymore because I already have a crush on the dude. He's going to be a beast at linebacker, folks. I'm telling you, just wait. Only if they don't mess him around with that inside-outside. But, Carl, he said, whether that's on special teams or whatever the team needs me to do, I'll do it. Whether that's holding the ball on the field goal, I'll do it. Carl, this is a guy that doesn't care about him. He knows his why, and his why is to be a good teammate and to help his team win. When you hear Baron Browning saying, I don't, I'll play special teams, I'll hold the freaking ball, I don't care, whatever it means to win football games, how does that make you feel as not only an analyst but as a fan of the Denver Broncos? This is something that we've been missing, that we've been yearning for in Broncos country. It makes you feel great. I mean, th that's exactly what you want to hear from a rookie. If, especially, I mean, sometimes those first round picks can get kind of a big head of, Hey, look, I've, you know, I'm, I've arrived already. Yeah. And you hear some veterans talk about that of dude, you haven't done anything. And so you love when you hear these rookies like Sertan talk about that. Of, I have not arrived. I got to go prove myself. When you hear Baron Brown and going, dude, whatever they need coach, tell me what you want me to go do. I'll go do it. Like the, as a coach, that's, those are your favorite players. And, yeah. and you, you really, pour into them because you're like, I want to see you have success. And uh, so, yeah, Baron Browning, he is quickly, I'll, I'll, a lot of these guys are becoming fan favorites real quick. Miners, <laughs> because I mean, he's just, he's a fun dude. He's I know got they haven't even done that, anything yet and I, we love them, right? <laughs> we do, we do. So this is a fun class. I think they're going to be a lot of fun for the next four years. And I think they can be a real central part in getting this team really turned around. Yeah, Baron Browning also talked about how happy he was to have his teammate Jonathan Cooper here. Jonathan Cooper, obviously a team captain at Ohio State. And to your point, uh, Quinn Miners was asked about uh, possibly being a distraction a little bit because he's well-known and he's gained so much notoriety and he's shot it all down. And he's like, look, if it means I need to roll my jersey back and not show the belly, I'll do that. I don't want to. I'm a rookie. I don't want to be a distraction. I'm here to work. 
And I love that, man. I absolutely love it. Something that this team has missed a lot of. So fans, I think you guys are in for a treat with all of these rookies, at least the drafted ones right now. I'm trying to get to know some of the undrafted rookies, Carl, because there's a few of them out there that, uh, man, you got to you got to dig a little deep into those cats. And I'm trying to get my bearings. But as we start to wrap up Maha Insiders on your Saturday night, appreciate Broncos country for being here. I want to open it up this last little segment to you guys. Uh, we could talk quarterbacks. We could talk Pastor Tan. Uh, we could talk Aaron Rodgers. Let's get it because, man, it's going to be an interesting month. We're what, about halfway through May? Um, I know Broncos country knows a lot about that June 1st deadline with Aaron Rodgers and the cap money. Carl, this Aaron Rodgers thing, it dominates our days in Broncos country. It, it dominates the NFL Network, ESPN. Man, do you have Aaron Rodgers fatigue? Because I have a little bit of Aaron Rodgers fatigue. I'm trying to look at just Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, but somewhere there's this nagging snap of Aaron Rodgers in the background. Uh, is it just me? Am I the only one? I, I'm not quite fatigued yet, uh, just okay. because it's hard – I wouldn't watched a bunch of Green Bay games for this last season. And Aaron Rodgers makes the game look so easy. It is fun to watch because, I mean, just all of a sudden, hey, there's a guy wide open or pass perfect, just right over the defense for a big touchdown. You know, goal line almost every time turns into a touchdown where with the Broncos, like it is like pulling teeth to score a touchdown in the red zone. And uh, so it just – it is fun to go watch that. And with the Broncos, the idea of having Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Broncos go from like, maybe they could make the playoffs. If, if drew lock takes that next step to, they are super bowl contenders, maybe even winning the division over the chiefs kind of team. So, I mean, th- that's why this is such a big thing. And I mean, the add in, this is so unprecedented. An MVP of the season, all of a sudden wanting to leave the team and, and move on. It's never happened in NFL history. Ever. And so for them to, to, for the Broncos to be that top team that possibly could get him, that mm. this is his number one destination, it is hard not to want to just talk about that 24 7. And I understand it does probably reach that point of fatigue. And we do probably reach that point here in the next week or so where everybody's just like, just shut up and wait until June 1st and see what happens. Um, but yeah, it just, it really changes the whole outlook of the Broncos. They go from, you know, one, primetime game that they have to have because the NFL is forced to give every team one primetime game to all of a sudden, like every network is like, please let me have the Broncos game. And especially (laughs) when they can do that flex scheduling, they're going get the Broncos on the flex scheduling. And uh, so it is, it just changes the entire dynamic. It becomes, they go from a local team to a national talking point in just a a matter of a split second of a decision. And uh so I, I'm excited for it. I, I can't wait till June 1st and we see what happens. And then maybe we can finally start talking about where the season's going to go. But right now it is. Everything has to be with Rodgers, without Rodgers. You got to look at both paths and what they look like for the Broncos. Yeah, going from worst to first certainly sounds pretty good. And we've got Jesse Hanna coming in saying uh, or asking a question, rather. Did cornerback Kerry Vincent Jr. do any interviews? The dude looks like he's going to surprise people. So I was actually expecting to hear from Kerry Vincent Jr. today. Just a guess. I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe another corner today. That would be great. We did not hear from him, but stay tuned. Maybe they're going to be doing some more press conferences. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. 
of exceptional health care for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a road in a way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more tomorrow one question i would love to ask him uh when you start talking about slot corner with burning speed is uh whether or not he thinks he can develop into the type of corner that can cover one henry ruggs one tyree kill carl because that's certainly got to be the reason why he was drafted with the hopes that he could develop into covering those guys because man it's it's hard to do um and sometimes you need to match fire with fire that speed with speed. Is that what you're hoping from Kerry Vincent Jr.? Or do you uh, think maybe he needs to fill another role, nickel slot? What are your thoughts on the LSU corner? Well, I love him. I, I did want to get to the A six foot 10 Mexican. Thank you for the super chat. Keep hey, up Don. the great work. Uh, keep, you know, just all of our listeners, you guys are the best. It just makes this so much fun. Yeah, six foot 10. Man, uh, you want to come oh. play some tight end and just stand in the end zone? Oh, and dude, I, yeah, I was I was on those guys with MHRT the other day, and he's a tall cat, man. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, like, I bet you if we played one-on-one, he'd just be dunking on me all day. Like, he's he's a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mundungus coming back in here again. Thank you, Mundungus. Uh, just remember, we signed an ex-packer at right tackle, so it's guaranteed we get Rodgers. And, I mean, he's, he's the Pope. He's the Pope. Yeah. I mean, how do you not want to play with the Pope? Well, uh, but well, and you know that Rogers is really, really upset because they signed former Broncos quarterback Blake Bortles up there oh in Green boy. Bay. So that's oh got to just be stoking up that fire because nothing's going to make Aaron Rodgers even more angry than Blake Bortles. <laughs> and uh, Luke, make sure you call your mom. Yeah, Kenneth, I don't know. I love the last name, man, but I will call my mom and talk to her every day. And happy belated Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. I know Mother's Day was last weekend, but Kenneth Patterson, no relation. Love the last name, man. Keep it coming. Thank you for the support here on MHI. All right. Well, I did want to get to the actual question, though, of uh, of Vincent playing there at the slot corner. Um, I mean, it is nice that you have a corner that can actually keep up with those guys. Here's the thing. I don't care if you are the best cornerback in the NFL. There, there's no one that can play one-on-one against Henry Ruggs or Tyreek Hill the entire game and expect that you're going to do it. Like you're, you're going to have everything work great the entire game. One day, uh, one day, age, father time has got to come okay, up. Eventually, catch this eventually. Man one day. Can it be yes. this day? I don't know what yeah, season that, we're heading into with Tyreek Hill, but for the love of God, can you lose just a second off of that 40? Cause I hear you, Carl. It's hard. You can't, the cheetah, you can't cover him. Yeah. Yeah. Someday he will get there. But, uh, <laughs> but it is nice that you have a guy that you think can actually keep up with him. If, 
let's say you want to bring a, a surprise blitz on the quarterback and uh, of course on Mahomes, and you need a guy that, Hey, we need you to stick with this guy going deep down the field, make one play for us this game. You like that you have a guy like Vincent that can come in. He, he was great there for LSU. And I think he was kind of overlooked because they had Singletary on one side. And I can't remember the other guy that they had on the other side that went early in the draft last year, but he was kind of overlooked, but he was a big part of that championship team and really helping them secure everything. So uh, I would love to see Kerry Vincent make this team because yes, he adds such an elite athleticism to this defense. I mean, that, that's, that was kind of the name of the game this, this off season, the, the Broncos we talked about during the, the draft coverage, they were big on RAS yep. and, and looking at, at that kind yep. of uh, athletic stayed, profile. They stayed true to their board. And I think RAS was part of that. Yeah. You're exactly right. And as you talk about Kerry and Vincent jr. And I see John John's in my ear a little bit on the back, back end and he's he's talking about a saying bassy right now i'm thinking dude if you're saying bassy you know or parnell motley you know some of these guys from last year you're in trouble <laughs> y'all y'all better get with it because these young rooks are coming and it's not just pat sertan who's looking to make a impression it is also carrie vincent jr mundungus mike creevy coming in with a 499 super appreciate your mic thank you so much buddy oh and we signed another wide receiver while the Green Bay Packers are out there signing another quarterback. Welcome, Aaron Rodgers. A. A. Ron, man, he dominates our, our thoughts. He dominates our hopes, our aspirations. And he would bring more primetime games back to football, Carl. Something that I think we would all love. And speaking of love, Muhammad Badri always showing that love with the 199 Mike. Thank you so much. Absolutely love you. Peter Middleton, thank you for the support as well. And Chase Wilner, you've been very, very active. And let's start to put a big red bow on this. Um, AFC West, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Um, not telling any surprises or stories out of school here. But, Carl, one thing I'm really looking forward to, and we talked about it in the draft war room a little bit, seven-on-seven and one-on-ones in the pit. I mean, one-on-ones in the pit, I am always ready for, but I want to see what Quinn Miners is. I want to see Quinn Miners on Shelby Harris. I want to see what that looks like a little bit. You know, I want to see these guys mix it up. I want to see, you know, Jerry Judy taking on his own old teammate and Pat Sertan. I want to see Cortland Sutton and... Fuller, Kyle Fuller mixing it up a little bit, man. There's going to be so much competition in training camp, in OTAs, but injuries. Injuries are a big thing. We've got to keep these guys up, and that's something that Coach Fangio talked a little bit about in the press conferences. And quick behind-the-scenes, guys, this isn't as intense as you think it might be. Rookie minicamp in the NFL, their first minicamp sounds super intense. It's not the Broncos do not want to get these rookies hurt. It's a lot of stretching, a lot of taking care of the bodies, a lot of meetings, and a lot of learning. Learning is what is happening right now. If you're a Broncos rookie, you better get in that playbook, Carl. Yeah, it, that's the more important part. I mean, these players have been doing these kind of drills all over the place, and uh, so it, it's nothing new. So the playbook, that's the part. You got to get that down. If you're going to make the team, I, I think it was Chris Harris Jr. talked about that with uh, uh, when he was talking to Champ Bailey. Champ told him, like, dude, learn the playbook. You do that, you got a chance to make this team. A lot of the rookies' problem is they just don't learn the playbook. They just think their athleticism has gotten them this far, 
is going to keep getting me this far. And the NFL says, you know what? Everyone on this field is an athletic freak. They were some of the best athletes at their high school ever. And, and so you're, you're nothing special. College, you might have been still special. NFL, that's not the case. So you got to go out there and you got to earn it. And one of the best ways you can show that to the coaches is to show that you know what you're doing. I, I think they had a hard knocks clip from the, the Texans a few years ago. And uh, a veteran came up and uh, was talking to one of the undrafted rookies. And the rookie had made the same mistake all throughout training camp. And he came up and he said, dude, listen to me. And the guy says, well, I'll listen when you calm down. He's like, no, this is not a time for me to be calm. You need to listen. I'm trying to tell you how to keep your job. And the the rookie just kept saying, calm down, man. Just calm down. And the veteran was just getting ticked. The other players around him were like, dude, shut up. Listen. Listen. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know what? And I think that's really important that you're saying that because you're seeing other and some you're lucky if you get a veteran that actually takes the time and care to want, and it might sound like a little bit of a butt chewing. There might be some friendly, colorful words involved, but that's when you care. And, you know, like oftentimes we're very passionate and sometimes that passion comes through with anger and frustration when we're trying to communicate. And those are different levels of communications and delivery that can be uh, utilized as well. But look, man, Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel, they don't have a lot of trust with rookies. You got to earn that trust. Ask Michael yep. Ojemudia about Vic Fangio's trust issues. Him and Vic Fangio are still trying to work through the whole tackling thing, something I still right. don't get. Uh, but to your point, you've got to develop trust. How do you do that? Learn their defense. It's the same defense that's being replicated throughout the entire NFL. It's Vic Fangio's defense, the Denver Broncos defense, and now your defense. So start to get through it. Mundungus Creevy coming in with another $4.99 super. Appreciate you so much, Mike. I'm pretty sure that I saw Aaron Rodgers wearing some clothes with blue on. So the signs are all there. Mike has given you guys tons of reasons, Broncos country, to feel optimistic about Aaron Rodgers coming here. And uh, I believe it, man. I'm going to I'm gonna will this one into existence. And I think if we all put our, our energy and our thinking caps on, we might be able to do that too. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I, 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 I hope we get Aaron Rodgers, man. It, it would just amp up everything for the season so much oh man i i would love it yeah i'm gonna have to do the monkey beard the monkey tail beard if that happens Ooh. if we get aaron Rodgers, so everyone out there you should be like putting out those good vibes that this is gonna we'll be do what happens we'll all for the do Broncos. It. yeah well yeah, all, we, we go. got to get an mhh thing where maybe or we could all do the mustache or you know like we yeah. could do something to represent a aaron but i want to go ahead and tie a big red bow on it tonight for mhi you guys have absolutely rocked with us We've covered a lot of content. It seems like this hour always flies by so fast. I know it does for Carl as well. And guys, don't forget to check out Carl and building the Broncos on Tuesday nights. Him and Nick have that show going on. Carl's going to be going on a trip, a real important trip. I hope that he shares details with you guys on soon because uh, Carl's a good man. Outside of football, outside of all this crazy stuff man anytime i can do a show with you i'm always so pumped to do it so thank you so much for fitting in or fitting your time in uh for nick that crazy guys out there hiking and enjoying the wilderness so broncos country you be sure to get out in the beautiful outdoors and enjoy some time as well this is the mile high insiders i'm luke patterson he is your boy carl 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 doomler 
And you can find us at Mile High Huddle. Get at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. If you're joining us today via YouTube, like, like, subscribe, and click those little thumbs up. Also, do us a huge favor and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Those reviews, we take them to heart. We want to improve and we want to get better. We cannot do any of this without Mile High Huddle and our super chat superstars and our great following. So Carl, as we wrap up M- MHI man, um any any more plans for the rest of your weekend? You get to enjoy any of the beautiful weather or uh what's uh what's on tap for Carl the rest of the weekend? Well, of course got work tomorrow in the morning. Yep. And uh then I got some some ribs cooking up that Ooh. I'm very excited to get to enjoy tomorrow. So uh they, those should be very tasty. And then uh, tomorrow evening, I have an adult soccer league that I'm a part of. And uh, right. so every Sunday, I get to go play a little game of, of the other football. Nice. And it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Get some extra running, get a little yeah, get a little exercise in. I know you you and your um, – uh, what are they? Yeah. My, pel- <laughs> my, my, my Peloton Colt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the little dorky shoes on. I did it today. I absolutely love it. And guys, get out there. Yeah, take care of yourself. Do something for you. And uh, you know what? If you're working out, if you're running, if you're on the way to a soccer game or working tomorrow morning and you want to hear us on the way, get at iTunes, get at Spotify where you can listen to everybody. Those huddle up boys will be back tomorrow. I think Zach Kelberman even has a Kelberman's corner coming out. And I want to tell John a big thank you to John. John, I missed you, buddy. It's so good to uh, have you working on the show. I can't do any of this stuff without you. I know Carl appreciates you as well. So many, many thank yous to John. Many, many thank yous to Broncos country. And we will see you next Saturday night. He's Carl. I'm Luke saying go Broncos. 150 years of Children's National Hospital, 150 years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional health care for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's in the way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants.